0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is risen. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. (laughs) A couple of weeks ago, I spoke of um, the connection with this lesson and many, uh, or basically all, of the other gospel lessons during this Paschal season to the sacrament of uh, holy baptism, and I, I won't speak of that this morning, but uh, go spe- more specifically into the text of the lesson, but <clears throat> I would point out um, on, on another level Just in the Gospel of John itself, it seems that um, he speaks of water many times. And I think when he's speaking of water, somehow he's speaking of the sacramental life. He's speaking of baptism. In the first chapter of John, we see um, Jesus being baptized by John in the Jordan. In the second chapter of John, we see Christ turning water into wine. And in the third chapter, he has the conversation with Nicodemus, unless a man is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And in the fourth chapter, he has the conversation with the woman at the well and uh, challenges her to receive the living water that springs up into eternal life. And in chapter 5, we see him meeting the paralytic by the pool of Bethesda. And in chapter 6, he says, I am the living water. He who comes to me will never thirst but have everlasting life. And in, I think it's the ninth chapter anyway, he tells the blind man to go and wash in the pool of Bethesda. And so uh, all of these, this is why, uh, one reason why the Gospel of John um, has a different kind of emphasis and and focus and message and and a, a great deal of why we are reading it now, reading it during this Paschal season. I think if there were a key verse for St. Nikolai in this gospel lesson, it might be, although he comments on the whole thing, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. You know, if you take that, statement out of the context of the holy scriptures and the time when Jesus walked on this earth and you place it in the 21st century society in which we live that's a pretty awful statement isn't it <laughs> go and sin no more that something worse won't ha- what are you saying are you saying that I was sick because of my sins Are you saying I was suffering because I did something bad? What's the connection with that? Why are you saying this to me? This is awful. You're hurting me psychologically and emotionally. Go and sin no more, lest something worse befall you. So let's take just a minute and... Read through some of the things that Saint Nikolai says about this, and see how we might apply this in our own lives. He asks a question: Where will the sufferer find the causes of his suffering? Will he find he will find them in his in himself, or he might find them in his parents? He might find them in his neighbors. And it's here that he will find the cause of his sufferings. And he gives specific examples. He says, King David suffered for his own sins. And we know the story of King David. Rehoboam suffered for the sins of his father, King King Solomon. And the prophets suffered because of the sins of their neighbors. But then, St. Nikolai goes further. He said the sufferer will seek further and deeper causes of his suffering. If he wants to find those things, where would he go? He would go to the original unfaithfulness of man towards God, or in the dark and malicious spirit of evil, in a poisoned and uh, darkness without day, or in God's loving and healing providence, here the sufferer will find further and deeper causes of his suffering. He gives three examples Adam and Eve suffered for their faith- faithlessness to God, righteous Job suffered because of a dark and malicious spirit of evil. And the young man who was born blind, whose eyes were opened by the merciful Lord, suffered for the glory of God in his own eternal reward. Interesting. (laughs) So, we might suffer because of our own sins. We might suffer because of our parents' sins. We might suffer because of our neighbor's sins. We might suffer because we forget God. We might suffer because God allows an evil spirit to test us. We might suffer so that the glory of God might be manifested in the world. There are many reasons why we might suffer. Why was this man suffering? I think I think he was suffering for a number of reasons. Um, one, so that we might see his faith. You know, he was there for 38 years. <laughs> and another one, so that we might see the glory of God. But St. Nikolai says that a, a sensible person, a reasonable person, Person, A spiritual person is going to find the causes of his suffering first in himself. In himself. And that he's going to remember his sins and say, This has happened for, because of my sins and for me to be healed and get well and that the foolish person is always blaming it on somebody else. He forgets his unrighteousness. He forgets his sins, and so when something happens to him, it's all somebody else's fault. But St. Nikolai says the righteous man is going to remember his sins, and whenever suffering comes upon him, whether it might be a physical suffering, it might be, it might be emotional, uh, psychological suffering, it may be some kind of empathetic suffering, any, kind of, any kind of suffering. That he's going to remember his sins and say, Lord, th- let this be for my he- the healing of my soul. And that the foolish person is going to say, it's somebody else's fault. In His mercy, God looses suffering on men because of their sins and by His mercy and not His justice. See, as soon as we start hearing or thinking this way, we think punishment, don't we? Does the doctor, when we go to the doctor, is, is the doctor, do we think if the doctor gives us medicine or a shot or something that that's punishment? We went to the doctor and he punished us. You got to have surgery. That's your punishment. You know no, we want we're going to the doctor be, to be healed. Jesus is the healer. He's the great physician. If he dealt with us according to his justice, sin would bring death. The apostle says sin when it is finished brings forth death. James 1. There's justice but God deals in mercy. In place of death, God gives healing through suffering. Suffering is God's way of healing the soul of its sinful leprosy and its death. Can I read that again? <laughs> that is a most incredible statement. Suffering is God's way of healing the soul of its sinful leprosy and of its death. May it uh, be so in our life. St. Nikolai points out three reasons that God healed this man. The Lord acts on one hand out of sheer compassion towards, towards the man who had suffered for many years and in a greatly pitiless environment. Think about it for a second. 38 years, that's like somebody suffering since 1976. <laughs> I mean, some of you weren't even born in 1976. 1976. Do you remember where you were, where you lived, what you were doing in 1976? I do. And in a way, it seems like a long time ago. And in another way, it seems like just a flash, just a moment. But he had suffered for 38 years. St. Nikolai points out his faith. No one would question this man's faith. He was there for 38 years, and he believed for a whole 38 years, although nothing ever happened to him, he believed that if he was the first one in the water, that he would be healed when the angel came down and stirred. So he didn't say to him, you, you know, your, your, your faith is healed. He put a little bit difference. Do you want to, do you want to be healed? Yes, but I have no man, no man, To bring me down into the water. Jesus is the man. He's the man. The God-man. Did he come up to Jerusalem to the feast? I don't know. Saint Nikolai said he came to Jerusalem. There was a feast going on, but that he came. To heal this man. And to heal this man in front of people who didn't care. He acts with deliberate intent that this act of compassion on his part should reveal the lack of it on the part of the citizens of Jerusalem, but by all men at all times who see their neighbors in pain and won't lift a finger to help them. And so he convicted And I think each of us needs to be, rather than pointing the finger at at the citizens of Jerusalem for their lack of compassion, to ask ourselves, do we see people in need and and don't help them? God is telling us today to be the man and to help them to be Christ-like. Finally, the Lord deliberately healed this man on the Sabbath, although he could have done it on Friday if he wanted to. He did it to denounce the Jews' idolatrous worship on the Sabbath day and to show that a man is more important than the Sabbath and that compassion is more important than any sort of legal formalism. So he healed for compassion. He healed to convict of sin. He healed to topple the idols and to show the importance of the human being. Some may ask, and someone has already asked, Father John, what does this have to do with Mother's Day? <laughs> Well, I don't know too many people who suffer more than mothers do. They suffer in in childbirth to bring us into the world. They suffer raising kids. Their sin, somebody else's sin, sin of parents, sin of forgetfulness evil coming upon them for their test, you know, whatever it it may be. Mothers pour out and suffer for other people's sake, and especially for their children. And we remember them on this day and thank them for the healing that they have brought in our own lives. And we should not forget our monastic mothers who suffer in prayer and long-suffering. You can't believe how long the list of prayers are. People who submit their names for prayer at the monastery of St. Barbara. When I go there to serve a divine liturgy, I can't get through them all. Maybe if I came about 6 o'clock in the morning, I could get through them by 10. But we need to thank them too for their suffering on our behalf. Christ is risen. Amen.